And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews is back with a review of another film. My name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Ann? Yeah? Over the last couple of years, when we've been doing this show, we have seen an awful lot of films mm-hmm. that we gave red lights to that we didn't like. Sure. We didn't like them because they were boring, stupid. On occasion, we didn't like them because they were insulting. But I have never before seen a film that is so repellent as the film we're going to talk about now, Funny Games. I agree, Les. We saw a picture a couple years ago called Mysterious Skin, and it was so awful that we elected not to review it. That's right. Maybe we should have done that with Funny Games, but... Too late. Yeah. Funny Games is written and directed by Michael Haneke. Haneke is an Austrian, and he made this identical film in Austria with different actors speaking German in the year 1997. Apparently, he felt that the American (laughs) public didn't see enough of this film, so he remade it in English, this time starring Naomi Watts, who is also the executive producer, Tim Roth, Michael Pitt, Brady Corbett, and Devin Gearhart. Okay, let's talk about how this movie begins and how it ends. And by the way, we are going to give away the ending to this movie, so if you want to go see it, leave the room. I don't think it matters. But I hope you don't see it. I hope nobody goes to see this movie. Anyway, it starts out with this young couple, Naomi Watts and Tim Roth, Anne and George, and their son, Georgie, played by Devin Gearhart, go away for a week. They're going to stay at their cabin by a lake. Well, it's a very posh, posh place. Yes, they are very well off, and as they're driving there, they're listening to opera, and they're playing games with each other. Can you identify this opera, and can you identify the singer? That's all very cute and very kind of nothing. And they get there, and they meet some people who live in nearby cabins, and they meet these two young men who are very nice-looking young men, Michael Pitt and Brady Corbett. They're both wearing tennis clothes, and they're both wearing white gloves. And they look very preppy, except for the presence of the white gloves. That's right. So they move into their place. Tim Roth and his son, Georgie, go out on the boat. Naomi Watts, Anne, is in the kitchen. Brady Corbett, who plays Peter, knocks on the door. He says he wants to borrow a couple of eggs. Four. Four eggs, for some peculiar reason. She just lets him march right in the house. She gives them to him. He drops them on the floor. Right. Now he wants four more. Right. She gets very offended by this and very upset and asks him to leave, especially when his buddy Paul, played by Michael Pitt, shows up. They don't seem to want to leave. And then Tim Roth, the husband, and Devin Gearhart, the son, arrive too. Now everybody's in the house. Tim Roth tries to force them to go, an argument ensues, and he slaps Paul, Michael Pitt, Mm -hmm. in the face. That's the beginning. And from that point on, ladies and gentlemen, this movie takes a very, very dark twist. Well, the film is 107 minutes long. I would say for 105 minutes, (laughs) they torture these three people. And the family dog. Well, the family dog they kill very, very quickly. You don't see a lot of the torture on screen, but the camera is in the room and we can hear people screaming off camera. Yeah. It's very, very violent. A number of reviewers said, oh, it's not so bad. The violence is mostly off screen. I saw the movie. I wish the entire movie had been off screen. When you hear a 10-year-old little boy who's got a pillowcase pulled over his head screaming in agony... 
Do you have to see it too? How bad could this be? How bad is it when they force Anne, Naomi Watts, to undress completely and you think, oh my God, this is going to be a rape? Well, they say, oh, well, she doesn't have any jelly rolls. She's not that fat. You can get dressed now. Well, she only gets halfway dressed and she spends the rest of the film in her underwear. There is a scene where her legs and her hands are duct taped together, her hands behind her, and she's on the floor. And we watch for approximately eight minutes in silence as she tries desperately to stand up. God, Anne, this is a terrible thing. Okay, I think that the point that Mr. Haneke, Michael Haneke, is trying to make here is a debatable one. And I'm not so sure that he's going to win the debate. Not in this room, he won't. Yeah. He wants people to understand when they go to see this movie that you sitting there as an audience are part of the violence problem that is part of the Hollywood or even the international film scene. Now, you're sitting there watching the movie, which is all about violence, and then he has the gall to shake his finger and point to you as an audience member saying, see, you're sitting there and watching this movie that I've created here that's full of violence. Boy, are you a creep. And the way he does that is to have the Paul character, played by Michael Pitt, turn suddenly and talk to us. Right. As though he's some sort of acid head Ferris Bueller. Right. And basically saying, well, what do you think? You know, how do you like us so far? Yeah. Or this is entertainment, right, folks? Yeah. And I'm sure Mr. Haneke thinks he's being hip and slick and really with it. This is not a new concept. But what is so infuriating is that you are watching actors put themselves through the movie-making process, and here comes the ending, folks, and you know that by the end of the movie, they are all going to be killed. There is no happy Hollywood ending in this movie. And just when you think there might be an escape... Wow, that main character, that vicious, torturing creep, picks up a remote, right, Les? Yes. And then he hits the rewind button, and then the action is played in reverse. And then he looks at the audience and says, now let's go through this scene again, and now we're going to show you how the movie is really going to end. And then they proceed to murder every single human being in this movie. I loathed this picture. Well, I loathed it, too. And I loathed it because, listen, we see violence every day in the movies. We gave four Oscars to No Country for Old Men. I didn't. Well, I know you didn't. I did. But, you know, it's a very violent movie. But it had something to say. This movie has nothing to say. That's correct. And I think that the pseudo-intellectuals who are saying, isn't this wonderful, isn't this brilliant, are just full of baloney. I hate this movie. I loathe this movie. (laughs) I can't think of a movie I disliked quite this much. I'm giving it a red light. No kidding, a red light. Les, Funny Games is really just another sideshow entertainment masquerading as a message movie. That's the long and the tall and the short of it. And anybody who thinks otherwise is really naive. This is not a smart movie. It's pretending to be. It's phony. It's a faux movie about violence. It's no better than the Saw movie. It's no better than Hostel. It's a movie that is designed to creep you out. And if there are enough people out there who want to see this kind of entertainment, well, you know what? I think they should have to send away for this kind of a movie. I don't think it belongs in a cineplex where I saw it, ironically, playing next door 
to Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> what happens if you turn the wrong way? If anything, it should be in an art house, and I don't even think it should be there, but that would be a better spot for it than one that is frequented by tweens and teens and families. I've got to tell you that the first weekend this played, mm-hmm. where was Funny Games? Didn't even make the top ten. You know, generally, where there is a crime, there is a punishment. There is no punishment in this movie. It is strictly sadistic. It is a cruel movie. It is not funny. There are no games. This is red light from me. This is garbage. And I'm not participating, Mr. Haneke, in any more of your films, period. I got your message. Thank you very much. I hope you get mine. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he gets it, too, but I don't even know if he speaks English. Two red lights, two angry red lights, funny games, written and directed by Michael Haneke, produced by and starring Naomi Watts with Tim Roth as her husband, Devon Gerhardt as her very unfortunate son, and Michael Pitt and Bradley Corbett as these two very, very pretty young boys with white gloves who do the most unspeakably cruel things and it goes beyond physical torture it's mental torture for everybody (laughs) two red lights for funny games until next time i am les roberts and i'm ann elder and we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies hello and welcome to novel conversations a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.